Paul says, be ready to do whatever is good. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. We live in volatile times. It seems there's no missing that reality. Uh, If you watch the evening news or read the newspapers or uh, listen to what's happening in our world, uh, these really are volatile times. And in many ways, I think this season of life that we find ourselves in uh, here in our own country, but also globally, is probably similar to the unrest uh, that would have been present in the first century um, as the Christian movement was growing and spreading across the world. Uh, it was also the target for its political and religious enemies. And um, to take a stand for Jesus, to live a godly life, uh, to live in obedience to Christ was, in fact, a risky thing to do. And um, so we get the sense of uh, the true challenge of Paul's uh, teachings when we put it in context of what was going on in the first century world. the laws and protections of the Roman government were better than in some places, uh, but it was still a brutal time, and one's life and one's value was not um, uh, protected in the same way as it is today. At least the rule of law governs our rights in a way that is different than uh, in those days, it uh, was much more barbaric time, uh, a much harsher time. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, the application to the challenges of life in those days, to the emerging challenge of, of life in the modern world, uh, in my mind, seems to be an interesting one. Um, I think it's increasingly becoming uh, a very polarized world that we live in. You're either taking this very harsh, limited stance on things or this very harsh, limited stance on things. And it seems, unfortunately, that there's no meeting in the middle. There's no safe place for conversation. There's no safe place to really discuss our differences and to hash out good common sense solutions for the problems that we face in our world. Um, I think of the violence and unrest Uh, in places uh, like uh, Venezuela, uh, where the economy is uh, crippled by socialist policies that are damaging people. Uh, People are leaving that country in droves, seeking safe shelter in safer places in the world. Uh, Think of the unrest in uh, Hong Kong, where people are clamoring for freedom and um, the opportunity to govern themselves while very much under the threat of the oppression of the Chinese government. Uh, I think of in our own country, uh, the battle between left and right and the very uh, shrinking middle (laughs) where people come together in a civil and constructive way to resolve problems and issues. Um, And so we don't rest uh, on the truth of what our politicians can do for us. We don't rest on the truth of um, what our money and resources can do for us. We rest in God 
and we rest in the promises of his word and we rest in the truth uh, that he is always with us. And um, no matter what we go through in this life, God promises to journey with us. God promises to be with us, that his presence is always available and that he will strongly intervene in our lives uh, to keep our lives moving toward his best will, plan, and purpose for us. So nothing will thwart that. Nothing will derail that. And God will give us the strength and the comfort and the encouragement we need uh, for the living of our days. And so as we move on into Titus chapter 3, Paul continues on with his encouragement and teaching to his apprentice in the ministry, Titus. And today we're going to be looking at chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. And um, some good reminders in these words as we consider what Paul has to say today and as we put it in context of living in this very volatile modern world uh, where God is no less God and the Spirit is no less present than ever before. Uh, But the world seems um, to be a less certain place in many ways than in past times. Well, before we get into the Word, let's go before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you for your Word and its instruction. We thank you, Lord God, that you are reliable, unchanging, that you are true, that you are loving, that you're kind, that you're grace-giving, that you're merciful, that you're forgiving, that you're our Redeemer, that you're our Savior, that you're our rock. And we take our stand on these truths, O God. The volatility of our world can stir us up and can really churn the anxiety and fear within us, but we don't rest in those things. We rest in the truth of your word, and we rest in the presence of your spirit that we sense around us each and every day. We also have the promise of your spirit living within us, empowering us for this journey of life, and we give you thanks for that. Speak through your word, Lord God, as you always do. And we give you thanks. Tune our ears to the sound of your voice. We don't want to miss a thing. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you in your name. Amen. All right, this is Titus 3, 1 and 2. Remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good, to slander no one, to be peaceable and considerate, and always to be gentle toward everyone. I read these words and they sound like a handbook for how believers should live their lives today in a world that's so amped up, in a world that it seems like one thing misspoken can spark a fire. uh, These words are precious and powerful. They absolutely instruct us about how we should conduct ourselves in the world today. Uh, There's a real sense in which uh, people rail against authority and um, rebel against authority. It's human nature. It's in our nature to rebel against authority. And yet Paul says, remind the people to be subject to rulers and authorities. In other words, we should revere the fact that God has placed his hand on some to be our leaders and our rulers and that their authority has been dispensed to them by God. And the job of our political and civic rulers and authorities is to 
uh, guide us, is to oversee the rule of law, is to uh, place a hand of restraint on those that would mean others harm. And uh, we should pray for our rulers. We should we should subject ourselves to their legal authority as long as what they're doing is worthy of our respect. Uh, if they are uh, unduly using their authority to harm others, if they are oppressive, if they are calling us into a crisis of conscience, then there are acceptable times to go against our uh, civic and political authorities. Um, but other than in those instances, uh, Paul uh, reiterates the very words of Jesus, and he calls us to be subject to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready to do whatever is good. Um, that readiness of heart is a, is a uh, uh, symptomatic of uh, the fact that the Spirit of God is at work within us. If we're ready to do whatever is good, then that means our hearts have been touched by God. And instead of being ready to do whatever is selfish, to be ready to do whatever is in our best interest, to be ready to do whatever we want, uh, it is a signal that God's Spirit is transforming us when we are ready to do whatever is good. And that which is most good is that which God himself in Christ would call us to do for the sake of his kingdom purposes in the world. And if we have a ready of readiness of heart to do whatever is good, that should signal to us that Jesus is working in us and that we really are becoming his disciple. Uh, Paul moves on in verse 2 to say that God's people should slander no one, that we should not speak ill of anyone, that we should not speak in a way that's gossiping about them, that we should not speak in a way that paints them into a negative light, that we should not speak in a way that's degrading, that we should not speak in a way that puts them down, that we should not speak in a way that devalues them, that demeans them, that makes them less than in any way, shape, or form. We should slander no one. We should see them as God sees them, value them as God values them, and speak about them as God himself would speak about them. Paul says that Titus was to encourage them to be peaceable and considerate, to be people of peace in the world, to walk with the confidence of heart of one who knows the God of the universe personally, (laughs) to walk as one who's got the peace of God that surpasses all understanding residing within their heart. And to be considerate, to look at the needs of others and to be moved by their situation in life, to be moved by the need that's apparent and to do something about it, to consider others ahead of oneself. That is what it means to be considerate, that we consider the needs of others, the, 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 the issues that others are dealing with ahead of our own so that we learn how to be other-centered and other-focused as our Lord was. And then finally, Paul says, teach them always to be gentle toward everyone. I think in today's world, a gentle response, an attitude of compassion and gentleness goes a long way. Because our world is so volatile and because our world seems to be a powder keg where people so easily launch into each other and fail to see the value in others around them, and even others who maybe share opposing opinions or opposing viewpoints, Um, A gentle word, a gentle touch, uh, a gentle response 
goes a long way. And Paul encourages Titus to teach the believers in Crete to be gentle toward everyone. And that advice still matters today. And it is still spot on. My friends, I'm encouraged by these words and I am challenged by them because this is not (laughs) uh, the inner attitude of heart that I have every single day toward every single person. Um, I'm lucky if I make it down the highway without um, being frustrated with someone. And I imagine that we all recognize our shortcomings as it relates to these things that Paul is challenging us with. Um, But they are good challenges and they are things for us to consider and to ask the Lord to continue to refine within us godly character so that these things become true of us more and more. All right, my friends, thank you so much for studying with me today. God bless you as you continue to consider these words.